Good afternoon now. Um, here we are uh, with our second session day since the budget was passed um, in early July. You can tell it's been a pretty slow session with little action um, and little urgency on a lot of major issues. Uh, however, if you know the Republican playbook by now, it's meet as few a days as possible, uh, adjourn early. That means less time to hear about um, all of the bigger issues that are facing the state, all of the public's priorities, which the Republicans seem to have no interest in, um, but that you know still need to be addressed. And a lot of initiatives that have been pushed by the governor that really reflect those priorities. We know that there's a large amount of the public that hasn't seen the benefits of the economic gains made since the recession. We know that things like the dark store loophole that have bipartisan support and continue to erode the tax base and shift it to private uh, to residential homeowners. We know that we need marijuana reform in this state and corrections reform um, on a no number of major issues. We know we need meaningful groundwater uh, protection so that we can improve just access to basic drinking water. And the reality is we're seeing little um, on these agendas right now. But one of the big issues demanding action in our state that this governor has taken the lead on, where the response sim simply hasn't been there, and that the public is looking for leadership on, is addressing the issues of gun violence. And that's why I was proud that Governor Evers announced a special session on gun violence last month. And as he has done throughout his 10 months, he's listened to the people and he's worked to prioritize a major issue that is facing our state. There's not a corner of the nation or a corner of the state that hasn't been impacted by gun violence, survivors, family members, first responders can attest to the long-lasting effect that shootings have had on our communities. Lawmakers, when we're here in leadership positions, have an obligation to do everything possible to ensure people feel safe when they attend school, work, and events in our communities. And we are a state that is better, we are better than just inaction on these issues. Failing to act on basic public safety measures is accepting that there is nothing that we can do to make our communities safer. And while no one is saying there are easy solutions or there's a magic wand that will prevent every incident out there, we cannot sit back and do nothing. We have a responsibility to act with things that balance the rights and traditions of our state and our country with data-driven policies that have demonstrated effectiveness and worked in red states and in blue states around the country. I mean, Indiana, red state, 10 years after they passed their own red flag or extreme risk protection order, their firearm suicide rate has dropped by seven and a half percent. We know that when we put these bills forward, my colleague Representative Sargent, working with the Attorney General, working with Governor Evers, put forward common sense proposals supported by the state that we know can reduce the risk or likelihood of firearms getting in the hands of those individuals who could harm themselves or harm others. We know the red flag laws also help address mass shootings. Every Town for Gun Safety found that 51% of mass shootings, the shooter exhibited dangerous warning signs before the shooting, signs that family members and law enforcement often pick up early but do not have the tools to act. It is ironic that the Republicans are passing legislation, a bill that allow, would allow gun store owners to keep firearms out of the hands of those same individuals they deem to be a threat, um, but won't allow or afford family members and law enforcement uh, the same ability. Nationally, 80% of firearms acquired for criminal purposes are obtained through transfers from unlicensed sellers. And 96% of inmates convicted of gun offenses 
who were already prohibited from possessing a firearm at the time of the offense obtained this firearm from an unlicensed dealer. Passing background checks is just common sense. You know, the Republicans seem to be okay with elementary school children doing active shooter drills, but are unwilling to, to prohibit violent criminals from having to submit to a background check. In 2018, right here in Wisconsin, a man who was prohibited from purchasing a gun because he was out on bond for a firearm-related felony domestic violence case purchased a firearm from an unlicensed seller on armslist.com without a background check. The next day, he used that gun to kill his wife. In 2019, a man fatally shot seven people and wounded 25 others in West Texas. The shooter previously failed a criminal background check Yet, loopholes in our nation's laws allowed him to bypass the background check altogether and obtain a weapon used from an unlicensed seller. Hours after the Dayton, or the Ohio and the Texas shooting, where 31 people were gunned down, where Republicans in Ohio, even President Trump, called for action on the very bills that Governor Evers has proposed, that our caucus is supporting, um, related to background checks, and extreme risk protection orders. Um, just hours after that, our speaker said, it doesn't seem that we need to do anything. There's nothing, we're not planning on taking up anything. Um, and, you know, I just thought that was a little tone deaf. Not just because if we can save one life or if we can take meaningful action, we should do so, but also because after every one of these senseless shootings, we're all searching for answers. We're all searching for hope. We're all looking from some sign that the leaders, the people that make decisions, care enough to look at doing anything. If you can save one life, if you can prevent one suicide, wouldn't you act, given what we're asking people to live with? The press recently reviewed the excuses given by the Speaker and by the Majority Leader of the Senate on why they don't support these bills. And they deemed these reasons to be false. So not only are they not taking it up, their excuses for not taking it up aren't even true. So again, I mean, it, as important, again, is to reassure people that there are things that we are doing. I've also heard that they don't see the need, law enforcement doesn't see the need, because that's really interesting. Because when I, my, my police chief sees a need, I know the Appleton police chief sees a need. I know we've been hearing people around the state. And, you know, the Appleton police chief said he supports the extreme risk protection orders from a nonpartisan public safety standpoint. Quote, police chiefs do not have a political party. In fact, we intentionally avoid any political party affiliation because our focus is strictly on public safety. But there are some things that we should be able to reach an agreement on regardless of political affiliations. Most citizens believe that this legislation is one of those issues, that these protection orders, when crafted properly, will give us a tool to make our community safer. So calling on the right to own firearms, one of our country's most valued constitutional rights, Chief Thomas urged lawmakers to consider this with open minds. So again, we have the opportunity to act. We know that these laws have been upheld in other places, and we know the public supports these things. So let's not ignore the governor's call. Let's not use things that are not true to deny um, you know, the proper vote on this issue. And let's take meaningful action because it matters. It's been a pretty cynical week for politics in this state. I heard somebody maybe in the press corps describe it as a sewer. 
Um, let's not be cynical. Let's do the right thing. Let's make this a priority. And I'm hopeful um, that you know, maybe some of their members will ignore the lies told by their leadership on these issues uh, and get the votes to pass this so we can actually sign it and say that we did right by the public. And with that, we're happy to answer any questions. Uh, any of your members here support the bill overrides? No. Okay. And regarding the one on the crisis center, there's been a lot of concerns from Republicans and Democrats alike about how far they have to drive uh, people who are mental health crisis in Winnebago. Uh, the Republicans say there's an easy way to get money for that. What's the $50 million towards the crisis center? Why did not do that? Well, I think there'll be a consideration on individual legislation that I believe is out there in some form. I think the governor is certainly open to support, but jamming in at the last minute with no consideration, especially when you look at all the 150 million plus mental health measures that the governor put in his budget um, that were cut by 85 million by Republicans, um, you know, is a, is a balancing act. So um, today's action is these guys trying to have cover for their cowardice on the firearms issue. Not a surprise. I mean, maybe they'll take them up several times given their undemocratic assault on um, this institution with the rule changes that were made. So we expect endless games because they're not serious about policy or governing or public opinion. They're serious about power, politics, and running roughshod over the institution. That's been clear for a while now. What happens next if Republican leaders won't take a vote on this today? Well, um, what happens next is hopefully something like happened in Virginia. Because if you heard about their special session uh, last session, um, they didn't have the votes. Republicans there denied uh, the ability to get those things done. Um, that became a major issue. And Tuesday night, I think, uh, changed some people's minds. And as I understand it, that'll be one of the first things that their new um, majority in the legislature will act on. Would you support Evers calling multiple special sessions on this? Uh, well, if we have multiple veto overrides, I mean, I, look, the issue is not going away. We shouldn't have to wait till the max, next mass shooting to get more urgent attention on it. We're acting now because it's the right thing to do. It's been the right thing to do for a while, and it's interesting that we're folk, you know, that there is bills today on a suicide uh, from a suicide task force when the single biggest thing that we heard from uh, you know public health professionals, mental health professionals, that is, if you want to reduce the number of suicides, you need to reduce access to firearms from those who are likely to harm themselves. So it's meaningless and toothless if you don't do the data-driven things that we've seen work in other states and say you're doing something. Anything else? Do you think that going to their uh, constituents and uh, lobbying in their local I think it always makes a difference. The question was about reaching their voters, making it a priority for them. I think there are people throughout the state because we've seen the polling that ultimately supports it. Um, I think perhaps some people don't think it matters given the deafness, uh, the, the, you know, the non-responsiveness on the things that we know are priorities in this state. Um, and that's one of the consequences of no accountability when you have uh, assembly districts that are as gerrymandered as these are. All right, thank you.